Hey, we back again, Ray Race Podcast, live from the ninth floor, Hello Studios, downtown Dallas. Beautiful day. It's your boy Ray. And Allison. You know, that's Allison riding shotgun with your boy as always now. And to the for foreseeable future, we're gonna see. We'll, we'll see, see what's up, we'll see what's popping. Uh we got a great guest guest plan for y'all today. So we'll introduce him here momentarily. Uh just real quick, we gotta, you know, shout out those sponsors. Uh shout out Leap Pro Power Washing. Uh, for all your power washing needs, hit up ElitePropowerWashing.com. Tell them BrayRagePodcast.com sent you. Also, Extreme Travel. Uh, ExtremeTravel.com. So that's ExtremeTravel.com. Uh, hit them up. Tell them Ray Race Podcast sent you, and they'll give you a discount on your next vacation. All right? All right, so let's get into it. You know, this is the product show. We like to say positive words. Uh, you know, reset the week, reset the day if someone's having a rough day. So... I want to speak these words to you, okay? Allison, you ready? Ready. Let's do it. All right. So, in case no one told you today, you're beautiful, you're loved, you're needed, you're alive for a reason, you're stronger than you think, you're going to get through this. Hey, we're glad you're alive and don't give up. So when you prepare your mind by saying those things, so when tough situations come, that's automatically going to come back to you. It's like training for a fight. Uh, you train for battle. So when your mind is trained for battle, you know, you'll get through that battle, all right? So we're going to have a great show, and uh, let's do this, all right? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So let, let, let's, let, let's start the show, as they say on TV, all right? So I'll tell you about today's guest. Uh, today we have... Uh, Chris Lacey, former NFL wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Uh, he was born and raised here in Dallas, specifically DeSoto. Um, played college ball at Oklahoma State. So give Chris Lacey a Ray Race podcast welcome. All right, everybody listening. You know, all the people about to give you a round of applause. Oh, see, they love you. Oh, they're my crazy <laughs> player right now. Hey, welcome, Chris. Thank you for coming in with us. Uh, appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, cool, man. How's your day been going so far? You doing good? Yeah, it's been all right. Literally just got off the grill, heading up here. Had to uh, cook the food for the week. So, yeah, I've been having a pretty busy day. Pretty busy day. Is it easier to cook for the week versus is cooking every day? Uh, yeah, because I work at nights, so uh, it puts a lot on my wife to have to cook every day. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to help out when I'm off and uh, do a little bit of something for the week. What does it say? Happy wife, happy life? Uh, yeah. For you can't something? forget happy spouse, happy house, though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I've got a little one in the building, too. So you Yeah, know. I got my daughter over there. Little mini-me over little there. Mini-me over there. Okay, uh-huh. so well, let's jump right into it, man. So when did you know you wanted to play in the NFL? Since a young kid. I'm, my mom always tells this story that, like, when uh, I was in pre-K, we had, like, pre-K graduation, and they would say uh, – they would ask all the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? So you got all the kids that go up there and say, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a firefighter and all that kind of stuff. And then I get up there and I say, I want to be a football player. And then she's back there looking embarrassed, like, wow, I got to have the only kid back there. Who say <laughs> he want to be a football player. But shoot, I, I said it way back then, and I worked for it, and I, uh, I made it. Uh, what was that experience like being in the NFL? An experience, i say that uh, – Got to reach my dreams. Got to make it to the league. Uh, like I said, something that I've been looking forward to my whole life. Um, I didn't quite get everything I wanted out of it. Um, there was a lot of politics in the league, uh, a lot of money involved. So 
like I said, didn't get everything I wanted out of it, didn't get to do everything I wanted to do, but it was a blessing to even be able to say I made it to the NFL. You made it to the NFL. Now you've kind of transitioned a little out of the NFL. Uh, tell us what that experience is like. It's been, it's been tough uh, just going from a dream job, like literally making money doing something that I love, competing, playing football. Like it was literally a dream to now having to work a regular nine to five. And like I said, I work nights, which is rough already in itself. So um, also there's different income. I mean, I don't know anywhere you can make that type of money that fast from playing a sport, but uh, legally. Yeah, <laughs> legally. So um, it's been tough, but uh, I, I'm making it. Um, I found a job in my career, I mean, in my uh, major. Went to school, got a major in industrial engineering and management. So I'm working in management at a Frito-Lay plant. So I'm doing what I worked for on the other side with my education. So it's it's going all right. Okay. That was smart. You know, you got your degree and you're utilizing it. So you had a backup plan for yourself or at least something on the side that you could use in the future if needed. Yeah, for sure, because I always thought that, uh, I mean, I always knew that there was a possibility that football wouldn't always work out. So it was like I had to have a backup plan. I didn't plan on having to use it, but I I knew I needed something, and it it came in handy. Would you say other players um, have the same mindset? Oh, no. There's a lot of uh, guys that I went to school with. They're they're in there strictly for football. They they don't care about class. Some of my good friends from school, they – Went to school. I mean, they went to uh, college and they didn't go to class. They would uh, go to our academic center and like they'll be spoon fed their work and get like general studies degree. I'm mean, not that there's, there's anything wrong with a general studies degree, but it's like they had no plans of doing anything with the school. They just were all in with football. And so once football didn't work out, there's a lot of people that don't know what to do after. And so I didn't want to be one of those guys. I had to make sure I knew what I was going to do. So you mentioned earlier, you know, you had to, you know, cook for the family and cook for the wife. You know, we talk about happy wife, happy life. So if I, if I'm correct, you just got married this year, correct? Yep, March 17th. So talk to us about that. Talk to us about you know, the wedding, the whole experience about getting married. You know, what was your thoughts about getting married? Uh, it was beautiful. I mean, I've always, you guys, my friends, I've always been a, uh, a relationship type of guy. I've always wanted to uh, settle down with somebody, just had to find the right one. So... Once I found her, it was just like we knew. I mean, we only we dated for up until the wedding. I don't even know how many months, but it was a little over a year before we actually got married from starting the date. So, like, once we met and like this was during COVID too, so where like we was forced to like we didn't have anything else to do. It was just us two mm-hmm. all the time. So. Uh, we got to know each other very well, and we just knew from the beginning that, like, we, we wanted to be with each other. So uh, I ended up proposing, like, last July, and, of course, she said yes, and then we got got married in March. We had a beautiful wedding. Uh, she even made our wedding cake because my wife's a baker. So, okay. So uh, saved a lot of money right there. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, we had us a great time. They said with COVID either it made you stronger or it broke you all apart being around someone because you had nothing else to do, yeah, had saw, nowhere to go. So I heard a lot of stories of people being tired of their kids or tired of their spouse. <laughs> but, like, us, it, it really brought us together. So, how, wait, hold on. I want to know. How did y'all meet? So, we actually have a mutual friend that um, I actually grew up going to Bible study with, and she knows her from 
I don't even know how they met. I think they had mutual friends where they met. But uh, we met at her birthday party like four years ago. And like at the time she had a boyfriend, at the time I had a girlfriend. We didn't really like think of each other like that. It was just like we just met. And so uh, we ended up following each other on social media and it was just, it was nothing really. But uh, from then on, it was just like we kind of like, you know how you keep up with people on social media, just follow, watch stories, laugh at something from time to time. And then when uh, opportunity presented itself, I was single, she was single. I shot my shot. Well, she liked to say she shot her shot, but I slid in her DMs first. And then we, we start talking from there, and it, it kept going. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Look at y'all married, grilling and baking. <laughs> yep. I bet y'all's house smells great. Oh, yeah, it does. A lot of people always ask me, like, how am I still this fit uh, being married to a baker? But it's like, uh, I can't eat all of that. My sweet tooth don't work like it used to. I got a question for you. So is it good to make plans for your family? Like, perfect example, uh, do you have any plans for yourself and your wife uh, moving forward and your whole family? Plans, like long-term plans? Goals, like- yeah. What, what are your plans? So yeah, we we have plans like we want we plan to go on trips and stuff like we wanted to plan to go on like one international trip a year type, things like that. We have like financial plans. We want to save up to be able to uh, buy another house at some point. Use the house that I have now to as a Airbnb or something like that. We have plans to like want to have another kid. Like got my daughter over there, but we want to have our own kid at some point. Like. Um, we haven't exactly said when because we want to enjoy some of this life without having a kid full time just yet. But yeah, we we have plans, and I, I think it's very important to have plans because if you don't, I mean, you just out here don't know what's going on. I agree. You agree? Okay. So real quick, I apologize. I missed this earlier, but I want you to let all the people know where they can find you on social media, real quick. Okay, Instagram. You can find me underscore c lacy. Uh, Twitter, gifted underscore C Lacey. And then, uh, I mean, I got TikTok. I don't really use it. It's just for my wife to be sending me funny videos. Uh, <laughs> so I don't even, I ain't even gonna get that name. But Instagram, I mean, Instagram and uh, Twitter, you can find me on those. That's funny you mentioned about TikTok. I feel like people just go on there more for watching videos and actually make videos. Because I tried to make a video and that. I was out of my element. Yeah, I don't I'm like, I'm like, what to do this? How do you press this button? Like, yeah, I don't have a single post on there. Yeah, a single post on there. Okay. And typically, I block people that don't have any posts at all, right? At least on Instagram, you know, like you can tell if someone's a fake account or not. Right. And you're like, all right, I'm just gonna block them because I don't know whose nosy ass is like watching my stuff. But on TikTok, it's totally different. People just make accounts to watch the videos. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not as prone to hit the block button on TikTok as I am on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So we got a little segment on our show we like to do. We call this... Slow down. We just want to get to know you. This is where we just kind of ask you some random questions, just kind of fill you out, just kind of get deeper, kind of a little more intimate questions so people can kind of really, really know Chris, okay? All right. All right. So with the slow down question, one of the things I want to ask you is, what makes you feel inspired or motivated? Um, inspired or motivated. I would say, like, the end goal. I mean, and then I'm a, I'm a natural-born competitor. Like, if there's anything that I can say I achieved or I did something better than somebody or, like, gave my best effort at something and actually, like, accomplished it or mastered it, that's what 
gives me my uh, motivation, just being able to master something or compete at something. Okay. So I don't know if you remember a while back ago, there was this thing going around on the Internet. If you rather have X amount of dollars or have dinner with Jay-Z. So if you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead, who would you choose and why would you choose them? One, my wife is going to be there for sure. <laughs> then I have my best friend, Wyndon Blair. He was supposed to be the best man at my wedding, but he got killed back last October. Oh. Uh, home invasion, got shot at the front door. Uh, That's horrible. I'm yeah, so it was, sorry. It's tragic. Yeah, it's all right. But uh, he would for sure be there. Jerry Jones there <laughs> to see why they released me during uh, pre- uh, off season last year, telling they need to bring me back. Uh, All right, y'all, we got a petition for Chris. Jerry <laughs> Jones, what's up? Yeah, man, I'm a hometown kid. I get that team out my, my uh, blood, sweat, and tears. They need to come get me. But uh, let's see, who else? I mean, if Jerry Jones is going to be there, I got to have my agent there because he got he to gotta talk it up. He got to <laughs> talk to him. And then let's see, after that, uh, I'll leave it right there. At four. Okay. So kind of like a business family meeting yeah. at dinner. I dig it. So is it still in the stars for you to play in the NFL? If you had the opportunity to play, would you go back? Uh, I'm still I'm still battling in my head, like, with the transition, like, uh, with with working and, like, having to work to pay the bills, support my family. Obviously, I have to work, but that leaves less time to, like, train and keep my body uh, ready for the league because uh, training and staying ready to play ball, that's like a full-time job in itself. And so having a job already and then trying to do that, that would take time away from my family. So it's kind of like I'm on the fence. Like, do I want to just give it up and just spend time with my family or do I want to uh, sacrifice all that time and work for something that might not even come back? So um, I'm kind of getting close to the end to where it's like, all right, I'm done, but – I still have my options open. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, and then, you know, just to write off of that, since we're still talking about the topic of the NFL, um, do you have any advice for young kids that are wanting to play in the league? Like, is there anything, like, gems that you would give them? Um, I would let young guys know that uh, to always look out for themselves. Like, this league – they don't they don't love you like it, it's a business like it's it's not just football from that we remember in junior high and high school like it's a business it's a lot of money involved so like watch out for yourself make the best decisions for yourself and uh um I like always work hard that's that's always a given work hard for what you want but always make the best decisions for yourself just kind of to piggyback off of you said that you know saying or you said you got to look out for yourself uh, what are your thoughts about holdouts? When players hold out, do you think it's more of helping themselves or do you think that's kind of a hindrance to a team when a player decides he wants to hold out to get more money? Uh, I mean, it's a little bit of both. It can be a hindrance to a team because they don't know what you're going to do. They don't. They can't really – a lot of the times those guys are like star players on the team, so their offense are a lot of time built around that player. But if they don't know what they're going to do, then it kind of – puts them on hold but at the same time that player they have their right to make it like I said make the best decision for themselves like if they think they're worth more money then they got to do what they got to do so it's, it's their right yeah because I've always been a believer you can't like fault someone 
for making the best decision for themselves. Yep. Yeah, it may put you in a bad situation. It may suck. But, hey, at the end of the day, if someone is improving themselves and making themselves better from it, I, I really can't fault you for it. Okay? Right. Because that, that team is going to make the best decision for them. So, as a player, you got to make the best decision for yourself. That's a fact. The first time I got, like, I, I got my eyes open to that was I watched the movie Any Given Sunday. Um there was a scene where we were talking about, yo, we're going to cut this dude because, you know, tell people he's hurt, he's got concussions, we, and we're going to sign him back for, like, the third of his contract. And that really opened my eyes. Teams be doing that. They be trying to find guys, like, all right, he, we don't want to pay you this much. We know we can get this guy to come here and do it for pennies on the dollars. Right. And I, I was never on the top end of that, but I was being an undrafted free agent. I saw a lot of the other side of it, like um, my rookie year. I, uh, you got to have three three credited seasons. I mean, three credited games to get. Uh, I mean, no, three active games to get a credited season, so like it can count towards your contract. But they didn't uh, activate me till the last two. I could they I could have got one more just to get a credited year. But I mean, I don't know why they didn't. But hey, it is what it is. And um, also like. I know I've seen them bring guys in just for extra legs with no intentions of doing anything with them. I've seen I've seen a guy get brought in, get signed to the team for practice in the morning, and was cut that afternoon. So it's like, hey, they wow. ruthless. It's a business. They gonna do whatever Sheesh. they want to do. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I've always heard the term of like training camp bodies. Like that's a term that gets turned around, oh, for uh, thrown sure. around a lot. Oh, we just have some bodies, you know, on the practice field, you know, and have no intention of really keeping that play around, but. Yeah, that's, that's something that, that's been known to happen in the league. Yeah, I mean, being somebody that, uh, act, like my second year in Detroit, I was actually in the, in the rotation. I was actually playing. So, I mean, it makes sense to have those bodies because the guys that you actually want to have playing, you can't kill them. You'll run, in the, run them into the ground. So you have to have those bodies. But at the same time, for the guys that are just the bodies, like it's it's messed up. I mean, they get an opportunity for sure to go out there and show you what they can do. But uh, most of the time, the, the team already knows who they want. They know what they're going to do already. But, I mean, there's kind of been like a hit of people that have gone undrafted and that came in as bodies that have turned it around and actually made careers. Like the, I think the most famous one of all is Tony Romo. Yeah, for no sure. No one thought Tony Romo was going to be anything, and he – what is making money now? Yeah, for doing sure. Doing commentary was it? I think was it John Randall? I think he was under undrafted defensive tackle for the Vikings. Um, mm-hmm. I think Miles Austin with the Cowboys was undrafted. You know, yeah. turned yeah. something out of nothing. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that come in with that type of story, being undrafted. Um, I think a big part of it is if you land in the right place at the right time, where you get that opportunity to show what you can do and you capitalize on it. So. Um, that's all it takes. I mean, I feel like for me, I had a few opportunities that I wasn't able to capitalize fully on. Um, I believe that, I mean, the year I played the most, I was playing with a third-string quarterback. I mean, nothing against him. Yeah. It's It was a guy named David Blau. Now, he's a competitor now. He, he, he liked that. He's, I think he's still playing now. But, I mean, had that have been Matthew Stafford, it might have been a different story for me. So, it, it is what it is, though. Now, do you keep up with, like, team, current teams and the current situations? Like, all right, I know this receiver got hurt. Maybe, you know, we could reach out to this person. You know, I can come in. Perfect example, James Washington for the Cowboys just got hurt. You know, that receiver depth's kind of thin. Like, do you 
eye the league and all the receiver positions and see, like, okay, maybe, you know, yeah, exactly. something can come out of nowhere. Yeah, for, like, the last couple years I've, I've been doing that. Whenever I see anybody – I mean, you, you hate to see somebody get hurt, but that's also an opening. That's an opportunity. So, like, I hit my agent up. Most of the time I hit him up, he's already on it. Yeah. And uh, they'll either say – yeah, we, we have them on a list, or say we have them on an emergency list. And then, I mean, I've learned that you can't really trust everything that they say because they say one thing one day and the next day it'd be something completely different. So uh, that's that. But I'm I'll, I'll definitely be watching to watch for those opportunities. Good. So uh, you know how we start the show off? We start off with like some affirmations. Are you a believer in those affirmations? Like, is there something that you say to yourself to get yourself motivated? It's not really like a affirmation, something I say. It's just really like a mentality, just to like be the best at something. Like I said, that competitive mentality. I want to be the best at everything. I want to uh, train as hard as I can. I want to be better than the guy next to me. I want to play for as long as I can, like that type of thing. So if you weren't playing football, is there another sport you would want to play? Oh, I'd be a hooper. <laughs> if if my vertical was maybe six inches higher, I probably would have been a hooper. I love hooping. Like I honestly like basketball more than I like football. Just I had uh, better opportunities to go further in football than I did in basketball, so I went with football. But I'm a hooper at heart. Who's your team? Uh, don't really have a favorite team. I used to like uh, Carmelo. I mean, I still like Carmelo Anthony. So I liked the Nuggets when he was there. I liked the Knicks when he was there. Uh, he was with the Lakers. It was kind of a fall off. I mean, he was still mm-hmm. all right, but it's kind of a fall off. And plus, I'm I'm kind of anti-LeBron fan, so I ain't really want to cheer for the Lakers that much. <laughs> but yeah, I cheer for Carmelo Anthony. So you're more of a player-based fan. Yeah. Okay, so besides Carmelo, is there anyone else that you kind of keep your eye on? Yeah, see, I liked Melo and J.R. Smith when they was together. But like, like I said now, J.R. Smith, he out playing golf at some college. And uh, Melo, he's kind of, I think he is on tail end of his career. So now I just watch just to watch. Don't really have a favorite player. Okay, cool. Well, I feel J.R. Smith finessed that college, bro. Man. You know that boy can afford college. I don't know how he did that. How he got a scholarship, we don't, uh, we don't know how he's doing it. <laughs> he, he finessed that. Like, bro, this dude was like a multi-millionaire. Why bro. you get a scholarship for being a multi-millionaire, bro? No but, idea. But he looking like he out there having fun, though, so yeah. I ain't going to take nothing from him. Hey, if he's getting his education and, and uh, better at himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's going to go get his education and he like playing golf, why not? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so, again, I want you to tell people where they can find you on social media one more time for me. All right. You can find me on Twitter, gifted underscore C Lacey, or find me on Instagram, underscore C Lacey. Okay. So, in wrapping up, if you could give some advice to anyone or something you want people to take away from a podcast or doing with you today, what do you want them to take away from this? I'm going to take you out of church with it. I'm going to say anything you do. Make sure you keep God first because anything that you do, it, it's nothing if it ain't for him. So always keep him first and you'll be all right. Facts. Well, Amen. Had to bring collection plate. I almost had to, <laughs> you know, ties and arms, man. Man, I, I really do appreciate you taking time out of your busy day, you know, from being a father and being a husband to, you know, to come join us and do this. And we really appreciate that. Yes, sir. Uh, Allison, what you got for me? Um, just want to thank you for being here with us today. You know, appreciate you showing up, talking to the people about, you know, transitioning from the NFL to, you know, being a father, a husband, and working in a different industry. We just appreciate your time. 
Yes, ma'am. I appreciate y'all for having me. Before I go, I do want to plug my wife's business. I told y'all she was a baker. Uh, check her out on Instagram, uh, at Holidays Cupcakes. Uh, she make any type of cake. She do tier cakes, custom cakes. She make this peach gobbler pound cake. It's fire. You got to try it. You know, she do different banana puddings, all kind of stuff. So Ooh. check her out. Holidays Cupcakes on Instagram. My birthday's coming up in October. Oh, I checked sure. out her, her Instagram, and I was going to ask you, on the side after the show if um, I could custom order like a cake but hearing about the banana pudding I might just go with that yeah for sure go on hit it up while I'm thinking about this you just came to mind what's your, what's your favorite dessert what's your favorite dessert favorite or a favorite dessert your wife makes let's put it that way the peach cobbler pound cake what I just said peach cobbler pound cake she now she do do this snickerdoodle banana pudding it's, it's making a, it's a close second yeah I seen your face the banana pudding she do a lot of different flavors she do Snickerdoodle, she do red velvet, she'll do uh, cookies and cream, all kind of stuff that she wouldn't even think of, but it's fire. Mm. If like I was fire. your neighbor, I'd get fat. <laughs> nah, for real. <laughs> your neighbors be copying in for like, hey, yo, you got some dessert for us, bro? Nah, I got one across the street. He ordered from us before. Um, nah, a lot of them, they don't even know yet, so I'm sure if they found out, they would be asking all the time. Have a bake sale in the front yard. Yeah, that's what we need to do. That's a good idea. Let them know. <laughs> you know, all you gotta do is just put a little kid out there. Get some baked goods. You know, yeah. people are people are sucker for little kids, man. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like we, lemonade. We're gonna have to wait till the fall though. It's too hot. Yeah, it ain't gonna yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's too far hot. But yeah, man, thank you so much for coming in and rocking with us. Uh this has been another edition of Ray Ray's podcast with Chris Lacey. It's Ray. And Allison. And we'll see you next time, all right? Hey, get money all day, get money all night. Sit my drink home.